hook up with an old neighbor who was now in a country band. But Porter's smile and hug sang of a changed heart. Hello there, Porter hollered, uncomfortable around the band but wanting to be friendly. What's everyone doing for Thanksgiving? He glanced around the bus. Isabel answered for the group. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Mr. Larson. I think we're headed to the beach for the afternoon. We have a concert tomorrow, so... Oh, no, you don't, Porter said. You're coming to spend the day with us. Luke, the band director, stood up and walked toward the front of the bus. We're fine, Mr. Larson. You've got your hands full with the Sullivan boys here. Please, Porter said. We'd love it, and we have plenty of food. Kara and Charlotte have been cooking for days. The band members shrugged and laughed, except for Isabel. Harry, the drummer, stood, holding drumsticks in his hand as he always did. He played the air when he couldn't play the drums. I'm betting Kara Larson's turkey is better than our sub sandwiches. The house was bright and warm that morning as the bedraggled group followed Mr. Larson to the living room. Jimmy burst through the door, hugging and greeting the entire family. The smell of cinnamon, pine, and something cooking in the back of the house filled Jimmy with a longing for things lost and never had. He wondered how he, so undeserving, could be blessed enough to walk into this house, into this family, and toward the open arms of Charlotte Carrington. Then the noise began. Kara's sister and brother-in-law, Deirdre and Bill, came through the front door at the same time, hollering for help with the food and case of wine. Then came Kara's brother, Brian, The house filled with noise in that gorgeous way of family, of laughter and private jokes. The band crowded the living room, men and women with guitars and drumsticks, looking misplaced on the prissy antique furniture of Mr. Larson's living room, which looked exactly the same as the day his wife, Marguerite, passed away twenty years ago. Damask curtains fell to the floor where Isabel sat cross-legged, and she began to tell the stories— the ones about Jimmy and his antics on the road. She is good at this, and laughter rang out like the sound of hope as she told the story about Jimmy's hiring a girl to run up on stage and dance around Jack, trying to rope him with a lasso as he sang the Toby Keith song, Should Have Been a Cowboy. Jack shook his head. I'm telling you, I almost killed him, but what would we do without Jimmy's jokes on tour? I think sometimes they save us from insanity— even when we beg him to stop. The combined voices and warm food, the cold wine and deep laughter, filled the room. Sometimes Thanksgiving Day is all it should be in a family, in a home. That day inside the Larson home was one of those. In the simple and undeserved way of love, hearts mended and relationships were stitched together over food, twinkling lights, bad jokes, laughter, and melancholy memories. They talked about Maeve Mahoney, the Irish woman Kara believes brought her back to Jack. They spoke of Marguerite, and how both Marguerite and Maeve seemed to be present in all that was said and done that day. They spoke of Jack and Jimmy's sweet mother, Andrea, now in California. Even Isabel's mouth broke into a smile that didn't leave her face for the remainder of the day. Charlotte brought her mother, Rosie, and soon the house filled with a light that Jimmy believed only he could see. He watched Charlotte with her wide smile and long blonde curls, Charlotte with her sweet laugh,
tender touch and gentle words. Families had never been a safe place for Jimmy, and he'd believed they never would be, like growing up in a war-torn country and then believing that all lands are the same. But here he was beginning to relax into the rhythm of a new place, where Charlotte inhabited not only the low country, but also his heart. Charlotte and Jimmy met as all the best lovers do, when they weren't looking for love, when they were too busy to notice they'd stumbled upon treasure. They were brought back together when Kara and Jack reunited. Now, Kara and Jack's love story has been told, but it is so beautiful that I love to tell it again and again, recalling the events with long, beautiful sighs. You see, Jack and Kara were childhood sweethearts, yet were separated when they were twelve years old. You can split a boy and girl apart, but here's what you can't do. Take the love out of their hearts. Nope.